Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Tevin Dillon. Victory! That, that noise never gets old. Irish crickets. Irish crickets, baby. We're going to cover season two, episode two. My Maserati does 185. You know, it's weird. My girlfriend, when I opened the soda, she said it reminds me of the podcast right now. And Kevin Dillon, which is so weird. So you throw a victory afterwards. One thing, I want to thank all the people that are actually listening. We're growing every week despite... Nice. Uh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, despite, despite the limited budget for the uh, the advertisements that the businessman the business Kevin man won't giving us. shell out. Yeah. Well, you guys got to start fucking doing some downloads and then maybe <laughs> oh, oh hey now i know i can feel we're doing downloads even though he won't give us the numbers by the way he keeps them secretive he keeps them how real- do you know we're doing good i'm here to confirm that you i think doing right, well. that's good you're doing that's good. well you're building nice you're on the the trajectory that you want to be on yes do you of think course, doug wants it right now and it's just like it's got to build but it's building at a far higher rate than i could have ever imagined listen nice. as i've said nice. this will be a compliment to both of you but i really I, this was not a money play. None of us are getting paid for this Good. at this point. And uh, I wanted to do this because it would be fun and it's been more fun than I, I could have imagined. And I also wanted to say one of the reasons we want to do this because we are good friends and the guests that we bring in are good friends. And lots of people on Instagram are hitting all of us about when other people are coming on the show and whether yeah. there's fights with people, whether there's this and that. Let me just say a couple of things. There's no fights with anybody. No this, fights. It's absolutely miraculous that people who made a show that ended five years ago was the last time we worked together, I guess, yeah. even on the movie, yeah. that there are this many of us who are this close. And everyone that we're bringing on the podcast, with the exception of Gary Busey, who I love, are really good friends of mine. Gary is not a really good friend of mine. I would be. He probably wouldn't accept me as a friend. But <laughs> but everybody else is a he good friend. He doesn't remember you. He did, not, <laughs> he, he did not remember me. But as far as other people, Adrian Grenier is like a brother. We love Adrian. He's like a brother to all of us. And he will do the podcast at some point. We will yes. get him. But all yes. listeners, I'm asking you for a couple of favors. One, just hit Grenier's oh, Instagram boy. and tell I'm him. I'm sure they're hitting his Instagram. Don't don't sick your twisted. I don't have enough followers. Instagram but followers on Grenier. Everybody hit Grenier and tell him you'd like to hear it on him, and we'll talk about whatever he wants because Adrian is doing some great stuff for the environment, and the yeah. world. We'll talk yeah. about that or whatever. I mean, he probably doesn't even remember playing Vince, but. Anyway, it would be great to have him, and I guarantee at some point we'll have him. I'm sure he gets a shit ton of messages from people. I want we, more. We don't, we don't need a call to arms, Doug. We, <laughs> a call to arms. It's, it's, I need, I need you. Send in the bombard Grenier's Instagram. You're going to scare the guy off. I need you to just fucking go at him and go after him, okay? And then the God. other thing I need, everyone go, if you like the show, everyone go rate it five stars. Everyone download, subscribe, and put it in your Instagram stories and send it to other people because that's how we spread the word. Now, actually, All right. I would agree with you about that, Doug. It's true. Yeah. You go and you write, you know, five stars and subscribe, and that's how you, you build the audience, and that's how the word spread. So I agree with you there, Doug. Cool. And I taught you yeah. that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you did. You taught me a lot. And then <laughs> as far as as far as Jeremy, I mean, here's the reality. I asked him once, I promise you, he'll never be asked again in my life. I did enough as far as I'm concerned. I busted my ass for 13 years. I delivered, and everybody that I've asked to do this show has quickly responded, yes. I did not get that response from Jeremy. That's fine. I don't give a shit. What, what did he say? Did he respond at all? Let's circle back at some point. He said, if, I'm doing my own podcast. Let's circle back. Honestly, I don't want him. Now, now <laughs> I mean, Doug is... It would be great know, to have him, Doug. Yeah, well, well, you know, whatever. The bottom line is, I believe this is what I said. The show is about friendship and about loyalty and all that stuff. And whoever doesn't feel that for whatever reason, it's not my problem and I don't care. Well, so people yeah. will say on Instagram, they'll be like, Something happened. And I, I said to somebody the other day, I said, no, nothing happened. It's just always sort of been the dynamic. You know, no 
problems. Just yeah. But it's also the four how- guys were closer. Jeremy was doing Jeremy, and and by the way, worked for the show. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I wouldn't change any of that. And also though, how rare is it? As you guys know from all the stuff you've done, I mean, to have a show, I have. I legitimately have 75 to 100 people that worked on this show from the crew to actors to whatever that I could call up and and have a meal with or get them to do this or whatever. So that's pretty rare that that happens. So there are great friendships that came out of it. Do they all follow you on Instagram? You know what? Not all of them. Some of them don't. I don't don't know. I don't think they like my content or something. But, you (laughs) know, you you overwhelm them a little much. Thank you, Kevin Dillon. Well, you know, some people are talking about because my girlfriend has been making some amazing food and Connolly is this food Hater, I am not, too a little bit, but her food does look amazing. But I don't really just give care it to see like. other people's. Yeah. I I like anything you post. You know, it makes her feel nice. And anything and, she posts. And, and Kevin obviously doesn't I like love, Sarah. I love Sarah. I just don't like and the I, food I didn't, posts. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to see other people's food. Yeah, just makes me hungry. Yeah, right, just well, like I don't want to see other people's like inspirational quotes. I mean, yeah, yeah, just like just. Whatever. All right. Well, we're going to talk about how we can all support each other. And I can do without your animal. Not your animal, Doug. Whoever's dog. Baron? The dog. He's talking about food. Fucking 40 times a day. I'm not talking about I love Baron. Because I had to sick Baron on you. Baron will take you down, bro. Doug is like, yo, all jokes aside, don't fucking talk about Baron. I'll come out of that room. No, I love Baron. By the way, Davis, I'm sure, named after Baron. He was named after Baron Davis, which my kids had to call up Baron Davis and go, is it okay if we name our dog Baron? And Baron said, it's fine, but I'm going to name my next dog Doug. I don't know if he has. And we got to get Baron on this podcast. I mean, that's a well. great compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I you know, my first dog, my first German Shepherd that I had was Kobe, named right after the Denver series when he shot two air balls when he was nineteen or twenty. I said, "This guy's going to be the best player in the league." And wow. I had Kobe, the German Shepherd, for a decade. Rest in peace. Do you know how many people have told me they have a drama dog? Yeah, a lot of dramas out great there. Name, great name for a dog. Yeah, yeah. and everybody, drama. everybody, because Adrian does love animals, should send their drama dog pictures to Adrian and tell him to get on this. <laughs> I'm podcast. guessing there's not a whole bunch of e dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this is some e cats, is my guess. There, might, there might be some turtles out there. Maybe, maybe a oh, ferret. For sure, yeah. there's a ferret named E that was sent to me. I saw that. So, as I was saying, we all rise together, and I need some support from all of you right now because I have to. Uh, I've hit 52, and I've been avoiding it for three years now. But because of what Chadwick Boseman has inspired me, rest in peace. Uh, it's a, such a horrible, tragic story, and I'm no I'm doing the colonoscopy uh, uh, next week, and it's it's a prep. What and day? I, what day of the week is it? It is on a Wednesday. Today is a Friday. So so I, on Tuesday night, you got to drink the weird juice. Uh, it is not Tuesday night. It is an entire day. On Monday at midnight, I have to stop eating. It is becomes a liquid diet, yes. and then you can only drink liquids clear, and then do this horrific like situation. water. Hershey and then a shake. It's called the Hershey squirts. No shake. It's got to <laughs> Doug, I'm, I don't want to freak you out, bro. Di- diuretics you have you to You were going to freak out when I tell you the story of my, I have had two colonoscopies. Because you enjoy them or you needed them? No, I, I got the first one. I had polyps, a couple removed. And uh, then they want you to go a little more often. So then I did my second time around. It's weird that Dylan's doing colonoscopies once a week. I don't know what that's about. But, <laughs> Wait, so but, Kev, so you go in for a checkup and then they- Well, it was, the time, it was back, time when you right. hit 50, you should go- The test come back and you had to go in and have some work done, which was good that you yes. had, you yeah, had yeah, polyps. Yes. Right. When I got the colonoscopy, the operation, I woke up. Midway through the operation it was horrible. Oh, dude. It's it was like, the worst it's thing like ever. Fucking horror movie. And I was like, oh, you could just feel the pain. Oh my inside god! Can you feel stomach. the pain? I'm, yes, it's way up there. You could feel this horrible pain. Oh my in god! Your stomach. And I was Jesus. like, 
more drugs, please. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you got to knock me out. I'm not supposed to be awake right now. Of course. It was horrible. All right, so, horrible. So, Make sure they give you enough of whatever they're giving you because they so, did not give it to me. By the way, I brought this up because I thought my two friends were going to get me really ready for this. God, now I'm you're scared. freaking this shit out of me. <laughs> no, dude, it was, it was bad. Oh, man. my God. Were you a little pissed when you woke up? Were you were like, yo, what's up? How did that Yeah, happen? I was like, yeah, and they kind of played it off. Like, I was still out <laughs> of it, though. It off. You know, like, oh, it's oh, okay. That fine. happened. You're all right. And Close you're your still eyes. out of it. So I, you know, walked oh out. God. I had someone, someone has to drive you home, you know. If I was completely alert, I probably would have berated the doctor for not putting me out enough. I don't want to sound immature, but like, do you walk out or something like that? Do you limp yeah, you, out? I was able to limp. Kind do of you limp. really limp I mean, out? It, oh, it hurt. It hurt. Doug, I mean, are you going to be limping out? I, I'm feeling, all I'm thinking about is like Ving Rhames right now in Pulp Fiction. That's all I'm thinking about, and it's don't freaking just say they're not, it's going to be that bad. They're not super gentle with their tools. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're not gentle. Poor bedside manner. <laughs> but one thing I can tell you is you can win a hot dog eating contest. When this thing's over, you can eat so much food. You literally can. I, 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 oh, and then we get to watch it all on Instagram. Doug, will you There's have nothing a colonoscopy in your belly? live on Instagram? I am question. so freaked out right now. I almost need to take a break. But Conley, you could be Joey Chestnut. Conley, have you had a colonoscopy? My girlfriend is is the pressure is officially on, and uh, I'm going to do it very soon. I mean, you gotta. You I, and, and honestly, for everybody out there, we're kind of joking around. You have to do we're this. Doing it. Don't it fuck get around and and get it done. I think after your forty is the time to. Are really you going to be limping with. out? Is the question. <laughs> Which one of you is going to drive me? Is the question. By the way, what kind of friends do I have here? Are you going to take me, KD? Uh, if you needed me to, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think I, your girl could do that. I live in Malibu. So, I was going mean, say I'd rather not, but I guess if you have no ride, I mean, you guys live a lot closer. I'd have way, to drive an hour Dave. to pick you up. No, Stockton Dave will get you. Two seconds. He loves that Stock stuff. Tip. By the way, it's so hot in LA. Dylan in one of his 1969 American cars picking me up, and all of a sudden, us stalling and not being able to get home after a colonoscopy. Everything about it happens, bro. So. Any old classic car that's cool will break down. <sighs> Doug, I'm actually serious. Is there a version of your colonoscopy on Instagram? Uh, and no. I'm not talking about the graphic stuff, but like, can uh, we get it in an Instagram story? You want followers, bro? I, I mean, I may have Here to. Here it is on a silver platter. Get that camera up there. You know the camera loves you. I mean, I, I may have to talk about the clear liquid diet and the day before and what I'm going through. Yeah, I do a whole know. story. It's better than your meals. Be next to the toilet, bro. That's oh all I God. can say, man. Just a real quick on the, the Instagram thing. Two things have happened. One, the Victory Podcast Instagram page got a blue check, which Kevin Dillon... How does that happen? I don't know, but Action Park Media doesn't have one. I don't I know. know. They, they, I, and he's very upset about it. So while he makes fun of the blue check... We I got don't make one. fun of the blue check. I make fun of people that are blue check biased, like yourself. <laughs> your exact quote was, I'll follow anybody with a blue check. <laughs> it means they're verified. It means they're verified. So, but so also, you're saying that action, there's something wrong with Action Park meetings? Well, we're not verified? I'm just saying, if Action Park hits you up, you want to be wary that it's really uh, Action don't, Park. Do you have to have a certain amount of followers to get a blue I check? I don't know what you have to do. Is that what it is? It reaches it's different point. for a business account. <laughs> I, can't, I can't give you any information except for we How'd have you get one, and he check? doesn't. I woke up, I had a blue check. Really? I don't okay. know. No, actually, Michael Kivas, who... I was going to say, yeah, Doug, Michael you Kivis made picture. a bunch of phone calls. I, I begged. I begged. I pleaded with the Instagram people. I'm like, please, please, oh, make man. us fucking relevant, man. <laughs> Come on, do it for Dylan. Do this it for Johnny Drama. not having a blue check mark. What will people think of us? But what I can tell you, though, on the blue check mark, because oh. I do... A, 
I listen, this is for you guys. What I'm talking about right now is for you. I'm desperate to get Conor McGregor on this podcast. I know I'm not supposed to love him because I'm a Jew, but no, I love Conor McGregor. Stop okay. It, dude. I stop. want him on the podcast. And Conor McGregor, Derek Jeter DM'd uh Kevin no, Conley. He text me, bro. It's a big difference. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, Connor DM'd me, but I have to find it. I should have pulled this he up, didn't you know. DM any of his Irish brethren. He, he didn't say went much. to you. Well, Doug is the only one that was popping up in the dude's DMs. Connor, sure. Connor McGregor wrote, top man, Doug, let's do it. I don't know exactly what he Ooh. means. I hope he doesn't want to fight me in a cage. Wow. But Connor wants to do something, and I've been drinking the proper 12, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink more You've of it. You've been drinking proper 12? I've been drinking proper 12. Really? It's excellent. Yeah, it's excellent. And uh, um, um, we're going to get Connor on this podcast. I'm going to take my point. bottle home before you drink it all. <laughs> They're going fast. They're going quick. <laughs> I mean, there was twice as many last week. Give one plea to Connor to come Connor, on the podcast. We love you. We're your Irish brethren. Even Doug. He's wearing, <laughs> kind of wearing Did you green. See how today. they threw that in? They threw that in. All right. Come Connor. on. We need you, brother. What do you want me to say? I want you to do something that's nice. I mean, Connor you're the Green. business guy. We're trying to build the business. Connor maybe McGregor I got some things. Maybe I'm working some channels behind the scenes for Connor that you don't know about. Of course, I want Connor McGregor on the podcast. All right. Anyway, Ken Austin, if you're listening, Connor McGregor, if you're listening, all of the Irish folks in the world, get Connor on the podcast. Send some messages. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's get all the YouTube members on the podcast too while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Quick break from our sponsors. Season two, episode two, my Maserati does 185. Getting into this episode, I haven't seen it in a long time, and it really, it is. It's just wish fulfillment, aspiration, and great relationships between men. And the stuff with uh, with E and his girl is is great as well. So, Hey, Doug, sorry to interrupt, but just for people listening at home, like when you are going to incorporate like a car or something, and how, how does something like that work? You call them and say, I love Maseratis. We want to kind of do this thing. Do you pitch somebody? How did we end up with the Maserati? You know what? It, it really, because we were just beginning, it was so hard for us to get anything. I just loved the car and then, and obviously the song title, and then we went out and rented it, you know? And huh? a couple of years later, I swear to you, like either the president of Maserati, somebody emailed me that we actually, we made that car because tons of people bought it after seeing it on the show. And it is a beautiful, amazing Did car. Did they give you a rental later too? I remember you driving it up in your Maserati. That's what the, what incre- the hell? <laughs> that's some of the incredible behind pissed. the scenes <laughs> stuff is you put it on and then they, they gave me that car to drive nice. around for a year, just like Vince had. So I wrote it and then it actually came true, even though that wasn't the plan. But so when was- we were shooting, that was a rental car. <laughs> that was a rental car. That was a rental car we had to be careful with, you know, and it was great. I really, I really love that car and I love the guys in that car and I I love the opening for a number of reasons. It is just your dream wish fulfillment that your boys are out there and you're like able to go, here you go, E, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Here's the car. And then some of the the camaraderie between the guys. Well, and- it's us roughing him up too. He's, he's blindfolded. So I decided to give him a really good smack in the in the head. Uh, he get, you got pissed at me at one stage, <laughs> I, I was. It's not that I was pissed, but it wasn't in the script. So it started with the, like in rehearsal. A like small a light tap little tap. Back of the head. Yes, I was saving something because you've been busting minute- my chops <laughs> about the season finale of... <laughs> Season one finale, because, oh, right. you know, that's you tackled right. me on the plane. So I was like, I got something for you, bro. So when we started rolling, Dylan hauled off and he smacked me pretty good. And Dylan, <laughs> you could see your reaction. You knew you hit me too hard. 
Yes, I do. After the take, you went, hey, bro, come on, man. (laughs) And it really was. Honestly, it was like four brothers. Adrian, Jerry, Kevin, Kevin. And they would. They would wrestle each other where every once in a while, someone would get a little more upset than the other person wanted. But they would really (laughs) fuck around like they were brothers. And it comes across on the screen. And you see it again later on in the episode, too, when we're at the Laker game. The Lakers are all gone. The, the, The game's over. And we're walking across the floor while slapping each other upside the head and wrestling. It's great. We're just like a bunch of kids. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I you know, we talked about it off camera, but watching that again, because that I believe was our first time shooting at a live event like that. And, and we did, you well, know, no, because we did glitch go. That's right. And, but this is a question I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's Ari Emanuel, but, how did we get those floor seats? Ari Emanuel. Those were his yeah. seats. They're his seats. And <laughs> yeah. he has, how did, I mean, like, we just had some pretty good access because the Lakers don't fuck around. You know what? You got Mark Wahlberg, you get good access. And, and that's the truth. When we, before people knew who we were, Mark was able to get us things that, that were unbelievable. And, and even shooting that day, I remember sitting there going, I, I can't believe, like, we are shooting this. We, yeah. We're on the floor and we're telling a story, unlike the Klitschko fight, because that was there was a couple of lines in there. But we're yeah, really doing we scenes. We have a real have scene, scenes. and these guys had to act that with a crowd of thirty thousand people there. How how was that? But it was great. Um, I was just wondering about Jeremy Piven berating the officials. Yeah, the refs. Yeah, yeah. Did he say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at you a little bit"? Or we kind of talked to them, but I, I think they ignored him. But that was yeah. it was all scripted. And then you know we got Dave Levinson which is Steve Levinson's father, oh, uh, yeah. executive producer <laughs> of the show. Front. And he's great. I yeah, mean, he's, he's actually great. really good telling uh, you know him to sit down. But that whole scene, like I said, is such wish fulfillment. And what is a better thing than sitting on the floor with your best friends? Oh, Especially great, these guys who, you know, they were sneaking into Madison Square Garden to see the Knicks and, and yeah. sitting in the last row of the place and were thrilled. And yeah. now they're on the floor with these front, guys. Front row seats. And, and they're talking that... You know, because the episode is about, is Vince going to do Aquaman? You know, is he going to read this script? And Ari is selling him, which is real. That that Jack Nicholson, you know, from Batman is over there. And and, uh, and then I was admiring Lamar Odom's beautiful calves. I'm like, <laughs> wow, look at the calves on that guy. Yeah. Is that I'm, where the calf thing started? That's where it started, right the there. the first time you yeah. mentioned calves? Yes. We had a couple of real beers out there on the floor, too. So, I mean, it was like we were drinking actual beer, which was cool. That calf stuff started in Hawaii on a trip with with my ex-wife, Melissa, who's the basis of Ari's wife. But I have I have small calves. I'm a superb athlete, but really? I have small calves. And uh, I got tree trunks, bro. I got tree trunks. She literally ca- she literally came up with that, though. I swear that Melissa Ellen really? said something about that. And I'm like, that is because wow. I, I didn't know that was even a, a thing. I did not know that that existed. I thought it was the funniest thing. And what we were talking about before we started is I couldn't believe that you didn't go, what, this is the weirdest story ever, but you embraced it and you absolutely kill it in this episode. You he are- embraced it because he's got monster calves. Yes, if, if he I was insecure about his calves, he would have something to say. Yeah. I was like, you guys are going to have to shoot around my massive calves. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the greatest moments of that episode with Paul Green, who actually played for the Seahawks. Tight end, right? Tight end and yeah. the Saints. You're admiring his calves, and he just thinks you're He's like, your- what are you looking at, bro? <laughs> it's like, come on. Are they real? <laughs> I mean, be straight out with me. I mean, it is so, it is so bizarre it's looking so back funny. at yeah. it, but it's well, it would be a hilarious. Weird thing All right, keep it to, to yourself. To you about because you, you're like, is this guy being a dick? Or like, is he <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But if you tell me they're real, I ain't buying it. And then this, this girl walks by with big boobs. 
And I'm like, I ain't buying hers either. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, by the way, like in 2020, you probably get beat up if you ask this guy if his calves are real. I mean, I don't know. He was a big boy. You know, he was too, a man. big guy. And he was great. He was actually, he was awesome. Performance was excellent. He was great. Watching it back. So shout out to him. So we're talking season two, episode two. My Maserati does 185. And, uh, you know, we, we had a great, beach party there which yeah. is you know those were both fun to shoot and very challenging do you remember that night how late it was and we had awesome yes. we had and it gets cold <laughs> yeah it was freezing it does. but we had jamie presley who was awesome yes. and we had uh holly valance um, yes. who was also great mm-hmm. you know it was one of those things again where you know you're shooting it and you're like god this is just it's just fun yeah. so look at it, that and it's definitely a party you want it you if you're oh, sitting yeah. somewhere you're like man that would be a fun party to be at you yeah, I've been watching it back, and I did watch well, yeah, the whole got episode. Naked. I watched pieces of it this episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, yeah. Kevin. It's nice for you to do your homework. Yeah, finally, <laughs> finally, he, but he's a businessman. I, I, I was being removed from it. I was like, wow, that looked like a good party. Yeah, yeah it was fun. And, well, it's and, always a good party when everyone gets naked and jumps in the ocean. So. Yeah, yeah. It's everyone but drama. He's like, I don't want anyone to see my legs. <laughs> and you're like drinking a bottle of champagne or something. Yeah, it really, chugging it. It really is. So I got to say it again, Kevin. I'm not kissing your ass you really i feel i honestly feel bad for you watching it like you actually you sell me on how uncomfortable you are <laughs> that you're losing work because of your legs it really so is amazing nuts. that's and, why i and, love this character. you know and, and it's it's forward thinking by the way because it is like body shaming which is now uh you know it's like a, you know an anti thing to do that would have to be they would never be able to ask you to take your pants off i don't think yeah. even if you're yeah. playing like an athlete but anyway it really gets us into the theme of the episode and i want to talk about something about and by the know, way this is when i started falling in love with Malibu too because I didn't live in Malibu I live in I live there now I've been there for 12 years yeah but we started filming out there and I fell in love with Malibu it's even though my character place. hated Malibu yeah. it's like <laughs> I got no reception yeah <laughs> I can't get to my auditions the PCH is a parking lot yeah it gets us into the theme really the theme of this episode and E you know everybody always asks is there a lead to the show and I don't want to say there's a lead because I got four guys it's an ensemble you could, cast you got mm-hmm. four guys and you could say five but it was always from the beginning it was through E's eyes and especially in this episode even though everybody has good stuff to do and Vince is talking about his movie Ari's trying to convince him to read a script drama's devastated Turtle's doing his usual uh, trying to tell people he's not just the gopher yeah. but really it's E's story and he's got you know this this problem with his girlfriend that I think uh, a lot of people can relate to. Uh, we mm-hmm. discussed this a couple uh-huh. episodes ago, uh, Kevin Dillon, whether someone cheating on you and and, and they're debate they're debating whether that's actually happening or not. So well, I do want to say one thing. When you said uh, there is no real lead to the show, Kevin Connolly always reminded us who's number one on the call sheet. Yeah, so I am. Yeah, I am. Sometimes you got to pull that one out. Let me no, ask you a question, though, because that was a big thing. Were you number one on the call sheet because of Kevin Connolly, or was it actually well, a let me contractual tell you, thing? Let me tell you a funny thing about being number one on the call sheet. And can you explain <laughs> what exactly that okay, means? So okay, so for people listening, before every day of shooting, the night before, you get a call sheet, and it's the next day's work down to a T. Who's yes. working, what time everybody's supposed to be there. It's like an in-detailed playbook of the next day. So the actors are all, well, they all have a number. It's like, so it's like if you look in, in scenes, it's going to be characters one, three, and seven, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it's usually in order to right. who the biggest star, star of the movie is. And it's a very whatever. ego-driven kind yes. of thing. Well, know? but it became that. Not that it was ego-driven well, between yeah. the guys, because we were fine. I mean, I don't... We did it with fun. had a problem with it, but... But he was number five. That's but why. Let, me tell you, let, me, let me tell you, all that meant was I shot the most scenes in the pilot. Okay. 
I didn't know that. So that's, yeah, if you do that and do a program, but it'll... But boy, you rubbed it into our faces, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. you? And, and by oh the way, because it was funny. But, but that's what I meant. I didn't mean it was an ego thing between you guys. It is a thing that's known in the town. Yeah. And Connolly, who is who is funny, would always say, guess who's number one on the call yeah. sheet? So All right, I was just being humble. I was the lead of the show. Kevin was number one. But also, before the show started, when I was writing it, he was the lead of the show. It's just that simple. And this episode is a really interesting example because he is playing some version of myself. And it is an interesting thing because I think this episode is why there's a lot of guy guys out there who are like, he's my least favorite. And it's because they don't like the debate of whether he's sleeping with the perfect 10 model. And, or you know, they just think I'm like a bummer. I'm like the break up the party. Yeah. In a certain- You're the voice of reason. And he's the moral compass of the show. The, and the straight guy kind of, right? I guess. But he's, yeah. he's the moral compass of the show. And every show has one and every show needs one. And also just talking about, you know, this episode, it's relatively tame again. Like there's a lot of talk about how uh, aggressive these guys are. How mis- It's a tame show. And it is really this episode. You feel it. This is friendship, loyalty, and guys they're not being predators. They're just good guys, and, yeah. they, and they're looking out for each other. But he's going through something here because his girlfriend's blowing him off. And he meets a beautiful girl there. But also, the, the smart money, he is in denial. But I think the fellas, the writing is on the wall that yeah. she's cheating on him. We could tell. Right. We know something's up, and we, we got to confront him. Right. And that's, I, I'm sure you guys have all dealt with this in your real life. When you have a friend who you know their girl's up to no good and you don't mm-hmm. know how to bring it up. And, I, you know, I have always been the type of person that thinks if your friend is close enough, you tell them. What do you think? Yeah. I agreed 100%. I well, wish more of them did that, actually. Oh, well, now we're going to real life. <laughs> I don't know that you come right out with an accusation. I would say, you know what? Those numbers aren't adding up for me personally. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Turtle can control himself. And he's like, she's cheating on you, bro. <laughs> when that episode aired, there were some people that thought it was beneath me to tell Kristen that we had sex again in the morning. Um, oh, I like that. I thought it was great. But, and but by the but, way, but the it was like is, one more shot. But the know? point is, I didn't. My yeah. character didn't. And not only was it a discussion in the room, it was HBO. Yes, you did, actually. No, he no, did not. I did not. Did yes, not. you did tell her. No, yes, I, he, he told, told her. And by the way, I, I had fuck, something else going on, I, and I fucked her again this morning. He's lying. But he's lying. I didn't. But he I didn't. But I didn't do really do it. I oh. just said that to hurt her, and people I got you, thought I got it was you. beneath my character. And I am telling you that HBO wanted me to cut that, and I remember because that this is a premiere episode. We saw it in a room with tons of people. What happened, Kevin Connolly? Well, my Laughs. mom was there, so it was weird. But yeah, there was an applause. Laughs. There was a bit. No, it was a, a two shit line. Was like this a, was not a laugh. This applause. was big applause. Like yeah, applause. Because okay. that he stood up for himself. Yeah, we, we're with E. And the better thing for me, which I think is a big guy thing and a big reason why some people go after E. He says he did not actually sleep with that beautiful woman who who wanted to, and that's why I think. He's a good guy because he actually still thought he was with his girlfriend. And the first time he did it, he thought they were broken up. Now he finds out they're back together. So he actually stops himself. Now you can debate it all day long, but uh, uh, would you have said no, Kevin Connolly? To me, not that I want to get so deep, but for me, taking it even a step further, I think is when they're debating, the guys are debating about whether or not I tell Kristen or whatever. And Vince says like, look, basically you made a mistake. Just don't do it anymore and don't say anything. So that's the question. Do you tell on yourself? He's or- dancing around your question. Wait, no, what you was that? Would you? No, what I would. Would what, you have said no to her? Given the exact same circumstances. You thought you were broken up, so you slept with someone. You really didn't cheat at that moment. Then you think you're back together. 
Would you have slept with her? I mean, I know the answer. Well, well, we're splitting hairs here. So if you're saying like <laughs> if we had sex at four o'clock in the morning, am I going to all of a sudden at 930 be like, sorry. Well, uh, after uh, your no. girlfriend called you and said, I love you and I miss you. <laughs> I mean, maybe, by the way, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, did that happen? <laughs> did that happen in the oh uh, you know what maybe not i mean if i if i really loved my girlfriend and yeah. i were maybe not maybe i don't I do it the scared. first time i don't no. do it the first because i don't cheat yeah but Some guys was, cheat. I'm it wasn't cheating the girl was like he thought she was blowing him off they all were convinced that she was cheating on him yeah. so he felt but single in that moment well, and if she know she is so then... he felt single and he went with that, and then mm-hmm. he felt guilty. I think it actually works great for the character, and I think for human beings out there, if you're a decent human being, you actually do say no in the morning. If I made a mistake, and I really loved my girlfriend and something like that, I, I would not do that in the morning right, if yeah. she called me professor. Okay, so yeah. then let's go back to the other thing, which I, I, I'm i not a cheater, but I am a person who likes to clear their conscience, which I wrote that line because I do think about that. It is a selfish act. If you want to mm-hmm. stay with somebody and you did make a, a terrible mistake, the question is, do you come clean? And what does that do for anybody? So I don't, I, I don't know. It's a question. What? what would, Kevin, like, yeah. Well, you keep looking at me, bro. Here's the well, thing. it hurts my neck to look at the here's, fucking businessman in the booth the, over here's there. Here's the it's thing. A- I, think, I think, truthfully, if you do it, it's pretty much over in some capacity. Yes. Right? So if you cheat, it's going to be over in some capacity. Yeah. But it's going to get used against you forever, most likely. Well, right? it doesn't so have to be, be over. I mean, if you're... Sorry about it. Maybe yeah. they could, you could work it out. But, but, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. But, I mean, listen, I, I do know people that have Doug, so you're telling me if you made a, an, a mistake and you were, like, hammered and something happened, you would wake up. If you were completely in the clear, you would wake up and you would you would say, hey, you know, I, I got to talk to you about something. I'm not saying I would. I, I, I'm, I'm asking the question. I haven't. I, I'm not being an asshole. I haven't been in that situation, but I have come clean about things that had no business coming clean about that just made things worse, that didn't do yeah. anything. And if you want to keep the relationship going, you're really just destroying it. So I, I love why you think you're being honest. Well, if it's a one-time thing. That's yeah. what I'm and saying. It's, maybe you can work it out. Yeah. But if it's something more, and, and if it's, uh, you know, some kind of relationship there, yeah. then it's- Vince gives, I think, sound advice. Me too. I think- Just I, he always don't does. do it again and- Keep your mouth shut because you're going to lose her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I th- I actually think that's the proper advice. I think sometimes people make mistakes and not every single one of them needs to be voiced. Provided you can correct it and move on with your life and action. Yeah. And if it is a mistake yeah. and you are sorry and you and it's not an ongoing thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So other things in the episode which are great is, uh, you know, Ari is like he he needs uh, Ian Vince to like read this script and go in. and And he shows up in a sauna, which some people can think is ridiculous. It's not. It's based on reality. When I was about to leave my agency, they actually, at Burke Williams, my agent showed up and blocked my car in. He didn't walk into the sauna. Okay. But he blocked my car in. So have you had any crazy when we were all hot? Have you had any crazy things that your agents ever did to like try to keep you as a client when they were insecure that you were going somewhere? I mean, no, not really for me. I, I was never the top client. So. I, think, I, think, I have to say this about the Maserati. I didn't love the Maserati. Whoa. Hey, now. Okay. Well, there goes our now, free Maserati's KD. Now, listen, like, I know that it looked goddamn good on camera and it looked sharp, but getting in that thing, it was like getting into a, a UFO. You had to reverse engineer it. You didn't it was because it was it small? Because it's so low to the ground. Just, but and... you didn't know how to turn it on. The off. You couldn't turn on the air conditioner. Yeah, I, the, yeah the, no, I do remember. The Aston Martin is another story. That car's dope. That was I don't cool. Know, I, people would ask me about the Maserati. I didn't want to badmouth it, but if you had the Maserati and the Aston Martin, 
I take the Aston Martin listen, any day of the I'll week. I'll take that Lincoln any day over all of them. This is a good topic to get to. And listen, I, I hate to confess it too, but they gave me the Maserati, as I said. And honestly, there were a couple of times the, the electronics on it. I got stuck in the car. I swear to God, I couldn't get out. It was yeah. like... But it, it was, was like a, me. It's a Playboy Mansion. Do you yeah. guys remember that when I got stuck in the trunk? We'll talk about that in the next, <laughs> in the next episode. episode. That I do crazy. remember that. But it, it was a beautiful car. It brings us to we've had some great cars on this show. Ferraris, oh, no Porsches, yeah. the Lincoln, which all of us love. But aside from that, Dylan does it in his personal life. Dylan, yeah. how many cars I do, do you have? Uh, not, I, I sold a couple. but let's see, <laughs> Not got, that many, uh, he says. How many? I got a 69 Firebird, 69 Camaro Convertible. I got a 63 Corvette. I got a 72 GTO convertible, 455. I got a uh, 69 Chevy short bed pickup. And then I got my Camaro. Right, you got six six or seven. And I got way too many pinball machines. Kevin Dillon only drives American cars. Only American, baby. Which is is admirable. And God bless America. There's always that point in the show, the season of the show, where you know that everybody got a raise because on day one, they all pull in in new cars. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget it. I'm we pulling were, in a classic. You know, I, I got a Range Rover. I'm, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it. I got a Range Rover. Soccer this. mom. I remember right? this. So Soccer I mom. pull into, it's day one of season three or whatever it is. And it's still dark out. It's probably six o'clock in the morning. It's that kind of gray. Early morning. Yeah. And, it's, and Dylan is out in front and he's smoking his cigarette and drinking a cup of coffee. I knew it was him. You could just almost see the silhouette of him. <laughs> I'm getting out of my Range Rover. I'm so excited. I love it. And Dylan is shaking his head and he looks at me dead seriously and he says, God forbid you drove American during hard times. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought and you were. And I'm going like, and I'm like, looking, I'm like, you know what? Dylan only drives American cars. Which I thought great. you were going to tell us I what the car American. was. What was the car? It was a Range Rover. It was a Range, Range his, Rover. His car I was a Range, Range Rover. No, no, I think I pulled in my, at that stage, I had a, a this 1970 GMC. I thought you were. Truck. I thought you were also green? saying that Kevin came in a new car because he got the raise, and not a not, not a new me. car, but a classic. Well, yeah, I, I, I buy guess. old cars and yeah. I fix them up. I didn't. I'd buy but them. This cheap. Also, dude, Dylan has a sick like Camaro, like blacked out, like a really sharp looking. Well, that's why I thought. That's why I thought you said he got a raise. I thought he shows up in a in a new old '67 classic, and Dylan looks like he's in the fucking Outsiders. You know, I did. I used to pull up in all my yeah, a lot of the old cars. I thought you were also getting to Kevin Dylan pulls up in these cars now. Now we've had Dylan; those cars break down a lot. They do. And (laughs) Kevin Dylan lost a key to a '67. What what car? I mean, lost a key. Uh, It's like four weeks trying to find a key. '69 Camaro convertible. My buddy lost the key. He wanted to use it for a stand-up comedy show. Jay Moore was doing it. How do you get it back? I had to get a locksmith in there to change out the... Uh, so how difficult that is? Because, uh, you know... That's I, a lot of work. It's I, I have now a I'm going to change out all my doors. I have a Tesla. You know what I had to do? I had to open my phone up and click unlock on the uh, on the, on the app. And then the nice. When we were the at, we were at nice. Saratoga for the horse race and you your car broke down. Uh, fucking My highway. engine blew up. <laughs> my 69... This Firebird, is, this it is, just that, that blew up. That you had in New York, blew up. That I had in New York. It, the, yeah, there was a problem with the thermostat. I didn't know it was overheating. <laughs> it was it already just, 180 degrees outside. It was so, so hot out. I shouldn't have tried to drive that 69 Firebird that hadn't started up in so long all the way out. I mean, it was like a three and a half hour drive. To and, how? Then, and then you had fuel injection problems and you were leaking gas in the uh, Action Park parking lot last week. <laughs> I got that all fixed. <laughs> I, see, I, I will literally do a lot of this work myself. 
I'll pull. I pulled engines out. Do you change your own oil. Rebuilt. Do you change your That's own easy, oil? bro. That's kid stuff. <laughs> the guy builds I'll throw kitchens. it up on jack stands and I'll, uh, you know, I'll do all kinds. Do you of get stuff. under the car? Do you have one of those Hell things yeah, where you bro. slide under? Like yes, really? Yes, you got to be able to roll under there. Kevin yeah, Dillon. I, mean, I always cars. wanted to lift. I, I wanted to get a you know full on lift so I could stand up and do the work. It's really <laughs> paying the you butt. Park Kevin. all these cars in Malibu. Uh, I got them kind of scattered out in a couple different places, but I, I got three of them in Malibu right now. Did you lose any cars? No, I didn't. And also, I didn't. I uh, I kept my my neighborhood pretty uh, free of fire. So I was Dylan, good. you so but that was my getaway car, my '69 Camaro, because you, I couldn't get gas. Everyone took all the gas. You know, everyone <laughs> filled up right away. So I we couldn't get any gas. Thank God I had that 69 Camaro so I could but get But your away. regular Camaro, that's like you have to have no. it because that's your go-to. In yeah, general. but I didn't have any gas in Right. That. So I'm just saying like you have to have the Camaro because it's your most the new one. It's I'd your get most rid of that reliable. new Camaro. I'd keep my 69 Camaro. If you had to have your one go-to car, it would be your 69 my Camaro? 69 Camaro convertible. It's got rebuilt 327 engine. It puts about about 425 horsepower. It's just a beauty. Everything about it drives new. New power steering. New, Interesting. New power brakes. And what, what about on the show? Uh, what's breaks, what's your guys' around. favorite cars on the show? The yeah, Lincoln, well, baby. The Lincoln is, yeah. was awesome. You ain't going to You ain't I moving Dylan off that, that Lincoln, Doug. You ain't Suicide moving. doors. I mean, it's just so sweet. I did. I don't know if you remember early on. I was like, hey, we should make it more of a muscle car. You're like, no, no. You you corrected me on that, and I'm glad you did. And you know keep, that Lincoln do I keep was just the Maserati. I mean, he has the Maserati. I mean, this guy hasn't seen the show. By the way, he can <laughs> recite every fucking line from Unhappily Ever After, but he knows nothing about this show. It's incredible. But the Lincoln, it was not my pick. A lot of people ask about that car. Oh, I thought that was your pick. It was my pick after. What happened is, and I think his name was Maurice, and I'm blanking, which is terrible. Yeah. And I we should figure the guy it out. who owned the car. No, the guy who shot the title sequence, oh. who directed it and filmed it. They picked the car. They picked the song. Obviously, I had to approve both, but I was like, this is great. And then it just felt, without me really knowing you at that point, it felt like a Johnny Drama car. It felt like a Kevin Dillon car. And it just really, it yeah, worked for the show. It, and it, it became, was perfect. Is it, that the car that Kennedy got killed in? Yes. Um, it's not the exact car, though. No, no. He, he had a stretch, that yeah, one. Yeah. Right. But and it was the same year. It also, though, it brings us to a question that a lot of people ask. Or it was the same body style. It might have been a year off. We had a 64. I think he was in a 65. What's going on in the title sequence? A lot of people ask what you guys are looking at at the end of this title sequence. It looks like you're all kind of trying to figure something out. I think I know the answer, but do you remember this? We were at Lucky Strike Bowling Alley, and we were looking. All right, yeah, we're going to go in here. And then we had to get those doors to all close and sink. Yeah. And it was a real pain in the ass. We had to do that like 20 times. Was someone signaling you so you all went at the same time? Not really. Right. kind of look. I was doing up my hair before. It feels like we're looking at something. A lot of people, actually, I'm actually trying to pretend like I've noticed it. I haven't, but a lot of people text me that it looks like you guys are like all looking at something. It no, might have been the giant camera crane hovering above our heads that we were... <laughs> no, no. We were looking at where we were going. Like, oh, here it is. Here's Lucky Strike. So we all kind of looked over there. I did a little thing with my hair in the mirror. Right. And then we all had to kind of go through and synchronize those doors. Do you remember how tough that was, the slightest That was hard. So there was, all right. But there was no, as you remember it, there was no signal where someone was going, slam the doors hammered. now. Was he hammered Not, during the title? He sequence? had a couple grippuccinos. It was late. It was a Saturday night. It was an all night Saturday into Sunday morning. We had, we had a couple of beers. Yeah, we had a couple. Of beers. Right. Well, again, just lie. just to say it, I do take a lot of credit where I deserve it. But the title sequence, I honestly, they they discussed it. They pitched us an idea, and it was when I saw it, I was like, "This is amazing." I wanted Funk Forty Nine. I put the music to the scene they shot. It just didn't go with it, and they gave me the uh, Jane's Addiction Perry Farrell song, and it was perfect from minute one. Although there was some. 
debates with HBO about that, and I, I, I fought them because I wanted it. But I didn't know the song beforehand. Did you? Well, I, I remember pitching to you guys Kings of Leon, Holy Roller Novocaine, which... Well, that was around before the show? Yeah. That really? Yeah, yeah, that had just, like, came out. So it was, you know, really yeah. hot at the time. Kevin Dillon. And we actually played it to the title sequence, and it worked out really nicely, too. So Dylan was early on to the Kings of Leon. I was, because I met the guys at the Sunset Marquee, and I had a couple beers. We smoked a fatty, and we... Uh, <laughs> And they played some of their music for me. I was like, oh, man, you guys are good. So, I mean, boys. they're they're amazing. And uh, we, yeah. all, we almost used them to open the movie as well. Nashville, guys. Okay, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Coming back, I have a question, and it's funny. I get tripped up. I, I, don't, I don't really know the answer, or I get the answer reversed. But a question that people always ask me, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, Johnny Chase and Vincent Chase. Same mother, <laughs> different father. How does that break down? Well, we talk about it in this episode. And uh, we talk about the calves. And I'm like, no, bro, you're lucky. You got mom's, you got mom's calves. You got mom's calves. Which I is, got dad's calves. I got no calves. Yeah. Which, know? by the way, I know I wrote it, but it, it's an amazing line. Like, you think it's a compliment to see you have great calves that are mom's calves. Yeah. And then poor, your poor dad is some, like, <laughs> sick figure or something. dude. No, yeah. but do they have the same mother or the same father? Well, what happened well, is, and people all the time. So it's ve- So it's very clear on the Instagram, all the people who, they literally, they call me stupid or I'm dumb. <laughs> well, you pulled the old switcheroo. I switched for one reason, okay? Yes. I switched because I wanted the mothers to get off of that plane. Yeah. I didn't think it was as cool for the fathers to get off this plane. And honestly, in the room where we work, when I did it, people were like, are you crazy? And I said from day one, I am not David Simon. I am not <laughs> David Chase. I want to make this episode good. And whoever's yeah. thinking about a year ago, okay, God bless them. But I also did that with, Ari's kids. Ari's kids changed. He had three at one point, <laughs> and then he had two. I'm still confused. So you're saying that when it started out, yes, they in this had the episode, same father, same father, which same is father. why they have the name the Chase. Chase. Yeah, and then I kind of fought you on it too when you wanted to make the mothers. Yeah, I said, and then you wanted the mothers the coming off the plane, and you changed it to the same mothers. Yeah, same mothers, and and and, and, and Joe Cocker, Venner did not pick that song, but feeling all right. And yeah. if four dudes walked off that plane, I'm just not as emotionally. And I got emotional <laughs> when I watched it. It made me think of my mother. And yeah. I, I, no, I just no. loved it. They had to be moms. Initially, they had the same father, so they could both have the name Chase. Yes. But because of the visual of the moms walking off the plane, you said, I don't care. Yeah, but also the only reason they probably have the same father is because of that line. And I do think it is hilarious to say, you got mom's calves. As if but you could change that. You could switch that line around. You got dad's calves. I got mom's. It's funny that mom has better calves than the dad for a guy. I mean, that's yeah. what's funny. Yeah. I mean, so I want to see the Chase uh, father's legs and the Chase mother's legs, <laughs> yeah. which Mercedes Katie's rule had, had, you know, was, she was so she had good. great legs. By and the just, way, it happens all the time on TV shows. Yeah. Well, where I'm, they I'm, do things. I mean, I'm, didn't they do yeah. a switch out with a kid on Married? And they, they've done it before, right? Listen, you they've do done it. Darren on Bewitch changed in the middle of the show. But anyway, I mean. <laughs> That's right. When you have the great writers, you know, usually they, they have a book and they know everything. I, I don't. I, I did it episode by episode. Hopefully it was funny. And if it's not, sorry. You it wasn't that That's big of a right. deal. But That's I feel right. like people ask me that a lot. People do ask it a lot. Yeah, so, I've heard a lot about that too. Yeah. But so, uh, for the right. most part, you know, <laughs> it blew over pretty good. Let's just get to the ending of this episode, which I, I love so much. These guys, and I don't remember where we shot that scene. Do you? What scene? Where we're outside with the phone company line. Where is that? Oh, is that yeah. Shad? Or where was I don't oh, remember. Uh, oh, we God. at Joffrey's in Malibu? I, we we were Might somewhere like Joffrey's that. We were at a hotel. Right? I don't we think we were beach, at Joffrey's. But I feel like we were on the we beach. We did shoot at Joffrey's. Yeah. And I just ate there two nights. Joffrey's is awesome. Oh, so good. 
Why'd that run you? But yeah, I, I had a great, great line in there too. It's like, hey, think about it. You could all be working for the phone company. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, think about it. But well, where'd you get that line, Doug? And the truth is that's from a friend of mine from high school. And he always used to say that it was his wisdom of like, <laughs> life is so good. We could be doing X. And he, he would yeah. say different things. Yeah, I was going to say a phone company job isn't the worst job. No, I mean, they got no good but benefits. it's not, it's not yeah. sitting at Joffrey's at two o'clock on a Tuesday with your boys driving yeah. Maseratis. Yeah. No, and, it's not. You know, and, and that's what the theme of the show is. It's wish fulfillment. You got out of this poor neighborhood that these guys grew up in and you're living the life and you're riding off into the sunset. But I want to say, since we're talking about riding off into the sunset, and oh, this, I know what you're going to say, and this, well, we're going to get there. This episode, this too. episode ends great with with E riding off in the in the car to Vegas. We get Vegas baby Vegas, which you didn't even know we're going to have a Vegas episode yeah, yet. Vegas, at that baby point. Vegas, which you but, got from Swingers, no? Yes, yeah. yes, okay. Swingers, one of my favorite movies of all time. And then, but riding off into the sunset, all you got to do right now is go to Kevin Dillon's Instagram, and you'll see what looks like he got our genius cinematographer <laughs> Stephen Fearberg to yeah. shoot. Because Dylan's with a beautiful woman on a horse, holding hands at magic hour. magic hour. We just got lucky. I mean, we did. You, you pay extra for the sunset uh, ride, so you pay a little bit more. We're up in the mountains, and it was just beautiful. We had a you know orange sky. It's just amazing. And what's beautiful about this is it was a great picture to wake up to. But also, cost yeah. like, likey driving off in that Maserati. It was a great night. It was just unbelievable. Nice Quite literally woman. riding off into the sunset on a horse, <laughs> looking like Clint Eastwood and Joe Kidd. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look unbelievable, and I'm glad you're happy. And well, thank uh, you guys, I yeah. appreciate it. And yeah. we love you. A couple LBs. If, if I don't know if you could tell, yeah, you're on the breakup uh, diet, bro. Breakup diet, to, man. You got to try to. And now, yeah. and now that you're dating, and tuna now, was but it? also too, know. now that you're dating, you'll keep on the diet. All right. Well, I yeah. like it. I like it. And this was this good was, episode. As fellas. usual, this was fun. So oh, uh, awesome. Uh, episode two, season two, great episode. Maserati does both of those eps. First two episodes from season two are amazing. Really felt great. And again. And great to see you guys. Uh, Always. And that wraps up another episode of Victory, the podcast. I'm Doug Ellen at Mr. Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory! Victory!